This episode is recorded on March 25th, 2021. This is my first one-on-one chat with my dear friend, Hunter Perkins, an amazing human, photographer, and firebender from Denver, Colorado. We met up in San Diego, California to record this conversation from the back of his hatchback Subaru. We share the story of how we met and discuss his current experience living on the road with his pup Rucker and all the wisdom this experience has brought him along the way. This chat was the culmination of many that we shared during the week we spent together and a beautiful reunion seeing each other for the first time in almost two years. This one brought us right back to love. Better days are coming, you see. Visions are for you and me. Elevate your soul. Come with me. Welcome back. Um, I am actually in San Diego in the Bay, Mission Bay, with my lovely friend Hunter Perkins. Um, about to head back home in a couple hours, and we're finally sitting down to record this one. It's been a long time coming, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just want to introduce him. He's a firebender, um, a freelance photographer, and a delivery boy. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Hunter Perkins. Um, I'm originally from Denver, Colorado. And right now I am with a great friend of mine, Marina, mm. out in Mission Bay. We're in San Diego. Oh, and my dog just jumped up, up into the car with us, and he's totally a part of this. <laughs> so, yeah, right now we're in my little, like, space pod uh, car house combo. I built a bed in the back of my hatchback Subaru and I've been living in it with uh, my pup Rucker who's eight years old and we've been doing this for about four months now yeah yeah uh all right we forgot to take the breath so now that we know who everyone is here maybe if you're able to join us we're just going to take a couple breaths to ground our energy and breathe with, with us Rucker <laughs> all right sick so close your eyes take an inhale Exhale, release. One more inhale. Exhale, release. And one more big inhale. Exhale, let it all go. Oh, and Rucker kisses my face. Yes. Hi, baby boy. (laughs) Perfect. So, so Hunter and I, we've we've been friends for what, like four, three, four years now. We met. Um, yeah, it's been four years. Yeah, we met at in, after Envision Festival in Costa Rica, walking down the beach, um, super randomly. That was actually my first time traveling alone. I was with a couple friends for the festival, and then um, I decided to stay a few days extra. And then you know, I met Lauren, obviously. Lauren Lotus, who is with us this whole time. Mm-hmm. We miss you, Lauren. Miss you, Lauren. But yeah, so we met and then we found you and Kai on the beach. Yeah. And we kind of just, you know, we realized we're all kind of a kindred spirits. And we became friends and stayed in touch and have traveled a little bit together. We did a festival for New Year's in 2019, 2018, going into 2019. Mm-hmm. In Guatemala. Guatemala. And you came to Detroit for movement that same year. And yeah, and here we are, California. Yeah, here and we are. Yes. Seems like every time that we are seeing each other, it's a different adventure. Yeah, somewhere. Totally. And that's what I love is that, you know, we met pretty randomly and we weren't together for a long period of time in Costa mm-hmm. Rica, but we just like, we were homies. Like, we knew. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, I had met Lauren previously in the festival and then went out to Guatemala and then we all got together at Cosmic Convergence and then mm. you and Sean, also shout out to Sean, my Sean. boy, you guys invited me out to Detroit, your guys' hometown to a techno festival and we had a real fucking righteous time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a righteous time, yes. It was an interesting year for sure, but... You know, I think that just goes to show, like, and this is what this episode is going to be about, is, you know, life on the road. And I really want to say, like, to put it together with a life in flow. Mm-hmm. Because really, if you're living on the road, you kind of have to be able to move with the flow. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> and yeah. I just want to say, like, right now we are in the back of the hatchback in your tiny little Subaru. <laughs> Oppo? Oppa. 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 Sorry. Shout out to Appa. Avatar The Last Airbender fans. Uh, <laughs> I decided that since Aang, who I kind of identify with from Avatar, rides around on his bison uh, all over the world and... I just realized that's kind of how this car feels to me. It's like everything I need and it's like my transpo and it just kind of feels like a huge comfort to me. And it doesn't have, have a character. Like it feels like it's alive and it's very much like my, my pod. Like it, I'm, I have this self-contained unit with a cargo box on top that has all my cooking wear, all my fire performing gear. I keep all my electronics like tucked away underneath my bed that I've built and you know, it's not bad for, for this little space. Like, I'm loving it. I wake up oftentimes, you know, by the ocean or in some, you know, deep woods or in the desert. And to me, it doesn't get much better than that. And I get to do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, all right, let's unpack that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you have everything you need in here. You're on the go. Um Let's talk about really like you, you've been in Colorado your whole life, born and raised, mm-hmm. never really left. So what was the like initial kicker that you're like, I got to go? Heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> Always, right? Heartbreak, right? <laughs> like, yes. just all of a sudden feeling like I had a relationship that crumbled beneath me and started being like, well, I didn't really like the job I was at. I did, but I was selling weed legally and... Yeah, I just decided that I wanted to go travel by myself, which a lot of people, surprisingly, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to look back on this, but so many people were surprised that I was going to go to a country by myself. And after meeting lovely people like Marina Mm -hmm. and all the people that are out there living out of backpacks for years on end, you know, it's a, it's a whole community. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So how long you've been on the road? How long now? Four so months? yeah, for four months, just a little over four months. Mm-hmm. And we started off in Denver, um, just kind of camping like street parking and putting up all the covers on all my windows and uh, smoking some joints and watching movies in my car. And then we left Denver in December. When I say we, I'm talking about me and my dog, because that's <laughs> the only way that I don't feel like I'm alone in this. Yeah. Uh, me and the boy Rucker, we left Denver. We went to Utah, uh, Zion National Park for a bit. And those, I didn't really socialize with anyone. I was really just kind of had my space out there. And then the weather kind of was, you know, it was cold there. It was still wintertime and it was rainy. So I decided to go to Vegas to work because I do, I work DoorDash from my car with my pup (laughs) perfect, and I do it in any city I go to. So we ended up in Vegas and everything just started rolling from there. Nice. So I guess when you first hit the road, did you have an intention for what you wanted to do? (laughs) (laughs) I did. Yes. And my, what was it? Yes. So, well, let me just preface with this. (laughs) It, I, I feel like sometimes in doing this, I feel uh, guilt, I guess, and maybe pressure that I'm really think that I'm really projecting on myself, but that I just have to make sure I stay busy and I have to make sure that I do all this stuff and that I'm not just, you know, being a lazy bum, which like I am to some extent, like <laughs> I'm living a bum life. And my intention was to really create a lot of media, whether it be photography, videography, um, just releasing a lot of stuff on Instagram. It's not like it was anything that, uh, really crazy, but you know, I had an intention. I wanted to really document and like be diligent about, you know, making sure I'm creating and doing stuff all the time. But really the instant I got on the road, I had this overwhelming feeling that it just, everything felt so open because I had no end date in mind. It was the first time I truly left home. It was the first time that I didn't have any dates that I had to be back for any sort of, um, really any limits. Yeah. Like I had no obligations to anybody at any time. 
So once I hit the road, I just realized like this is my life and I can be really patient with it. And I decided that I didn't really want to actually create diligently, that I wanted to let it flow and let it happen and just be at the end of the day. And so I've really released a lot of that pressure of feeling like I need to be doing this or I'm not doing enough or I am a bum and getting to a mode of just like owning my choice to do this and then just existing, just being. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's great. So, I mean, at this point, do you have an intention now? Or is that it? Ooh, yeah, so I don't know. I think my intention now is to continue to show up for people because I think that's been one of the most beautiful parts of this journey is the things that I am able to share with people, you know, that I meet, that people that take me in, people that I meet on the road, they offer me advice. I love to share with them what I have, whether it be to teach them flow arts, like fire performing, to take photos of them, to show them how to take photos, to just, you know, let them enjoy some of my toys that I bring around the country and really inspire people and to listen to people. So I just want to continue to do that, to show up and to give back because I feel so fortunate and I feel so loved and supported and just want to spread that, spread that around. Yeah, the world definitely needs more <laughs> of that. Um, so I guess, have, have you met anybody really interesting along the way that's given you a really valuable piece of advice or like information that has really touched you or shaped any, the way you're moving now or... Mm, really the only thing that comes to mind firsthand was an older man that I met in San Diego recently and he had like a really cool green van I don't it was not like a West Folly it was like an older I think Chevy or something and and we got to talking at a park he had just gotten done uh hitting some balls on the like just in the grass at the park hitting some golf balls and we got to talking and he basically told me that he's been living in a van for about 40, 40 years, four zero. And he has a family and it's it, like, it's just, he just absolutely baffled me. And what I really took away from it was how healthy he was, that he was in his sixties and he seemed like he was moving very functionally. Like he was operating well and he said he's had a really active social life. He was about to go golfing with some buddies and he just seemed completely um, undamaged, I guess, or unharmed by having lived on the road for so long. And it was off and on. Um, but I just saw in him that it was like, it, it is possible. And I think that there's a lot of uh, assumptions that people think I'm living a really unhealthy life on the road and it's it's not true <laughs> yeah I mean honestly it, it's funny because I feel like you know I only see you every once in a while and I you seem more grounded to me now than you have in the past like by a long shot and you're on wheels like you're and in I'm motion on wheels. <laughs> I'm a road boy <clears throat> and yeah. I've had so many people tell me that and I feel it too yeah and I feel like a big part of that is I feel like I've really sunk into this lifestyle and like yeah in the Come past in. I have you know felt the pressure that like oh I need to stop just like just being a bum just going around traveling and I've decided now I'm like you know you've been doing this for this long a period of time that this is you and it's okay and it's like I can hold confidence and feel secure in my choices to do this and also, just truly leaving home for the first time was just such a huge, it was a shedding. I shed so much stuff and left it behind. And I feel so supported in the world now because I have to rely on others and I have to go find, you know, places to stay. And if I run into an issue, I need support. And I have found that in spades in everywhere I've gone that I feel like I can do that anywhere I go. Yeah, it's almost like this is the practice. You know, like you're mm -hmm. putting yourself in... Like I think we talked about this the other day, yoga. It's that practice of breathing through things where 
you know, you kind of just have to breathe through it. And once you do that, you feel that you can, and it gives you that confidence to continue and put that into other areas of your life. I feel like this is that for you. Yeah, the experience. Yeah, that's what you said was Mm. the experience is the lesson. and The teacher. The teacher. And I just Mm -hmm. love that because that is how you learn things. And it's just such a it's just such a beautiful practice like to think that that your experiential self is like shaping these different things that you're learning and understanding and it's becoming ingrained within your brain and yeah how amazing is that it's making you who you are like it builds your character yeah yeah it's sick it's definitely sick oh so all right what's you know let's talk we talked a little bit about grounding so how do you remain grounded while you're on the road? Like mm. maybe what's your routine or let's, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, there's kind of two different lives that I live out on the road. And one is in more urban areas where I tend to do more like door dashing and working to make my money. Mm-hmm. And then there's also completely unplugging from the world and going into the desert, which is where I usually go to just wake up and have my every single door open in my car just (laughs) open all day long and like Mm -hmm. just feeling like uh, just so in control and so like I'm a sovereign being and (laughs) the world is just mine and I just like exercise and I practice all my flow arts like spinning dragon staff rope dart I have some nunchucks that someone got me for Christmas <laughs> gift a long time ago. I have rollerblades that friends got me for my birthday last year that, you know, we went skating yeah, the, we last did. week in Encinitas. And so I have mm-hmm. I have so many hobbies within my little unit, which I'm so blessed and grateful to have. And so when I'm out in the desert, it really is just about just flowing and moving my body and riding and hanging out with my dog and... And then sometimes just doing nothing, like loading up a movie on my iPad and hooking up to my little Bose speaker that bumps and Mm -hmm. having a little home theater. And so out when I'm out there, it's just like, I just feel so grounded. And then when I'm in the urban setting, it's obviously more difficult to find that. But my routine is usually like I wake up, I immediately get to the park. And this is usually at about... (laughs) <laughs> Rucker's Rucker's chuffing at something. Yeah. Go go be, dude. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> Guard dog. Hey, it's okay. Yeah, it's really great that you have him, but yeah, I don't know what I would do without him if I was you. Yeah, Hang I mean, Rucker, it's okay. He's go he's boy. my security. Hey, bud. Straight <laughs> up. Ruck, no bark. <laughs> Lay down. Okay, yeah. so anyways, we me and this yep. guy, we wake up and. I wake up earlier than I have consistently ever in my life. Wake up with the sun usually and uh, and I get right to the park. And there's so many beautiful parks here in San Diego where I'm at. So mm-hmm. there's like a lot of outdoor gymnasiums that are meant for, you know, they got different types of pull-up bars and dip bars and just all sorts of exercises. And it is so possible to stay fit by just doing functional movement and I have weights and I have my yoga mat and I have uh, exercise bands and a jump rope. So I usually spend the first few hours of the day flowing, mm-hmm. moving my body, playing with Rucker and then running know, him, running him out. Yeah. Him. Which when he's, when he's exhausted, it makes my life a lot easier <laughs> and he's so much more exhausted on the road because, yeah. you know, right now we're just sitting in this bay and he can just go out and run and He's yeah. never really like too far from being able to move and mm-hmm. and we're so much more connected in that way. And then so after I like kind of do my morning routine of like brushing my teeth, making my bed in the parking lot of the park, which <laughs> can be an experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know what people yeah. are thinking. Usually I'm projecting yeah. things that they're not thinking, but <laughs> and then I go work and then I work from like 11 to 2, usually my first shift and then mm-hmm. I take a break and if I want to nap or if I want to write or if I have errands to do, two to five is my time to do that. Mm -hmm. And then from five to 10 or midnight or sometimes I go as late as 4 (laughs) a.m., I work again. And I try to do that most days out of the week unless I'm, you know, hanging out with my good friends when they come (laughs) into town, which we've had just an awesome time. So Mm -hmm. I really, there's routine and there's 
so much options always. And I love always having those options so readily available. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, and also, like, God bless the internet because the <laughs> fact that we have that and we can, you can do this work on the road, like, you don't have to be a digital nomad to do this right. stuff, you it's, know? Like, it's unprecedented. We've, mm-hmm. like, I mean, this stuff has been around for a while, but... yeah. It, but to use oh, it, but only way. in our generation, really. Like yeah. my 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 dad definitely didn't have that option. Mm-hmm. Nor would nor would most people do this, by the way. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I literally pull up an app, I clock on, and then yeah. it gives me directions, and I follow the directions, and I get paid, and I listen to podcasts, and listen to all my psych like psychology podcasts, and philosophy, and science, and entertainment, and so the delivery stuff it works for me, but yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to obviously want to be doing it forever, but it's, it's mm-hmm. nice. Cause I don't, I don't have a boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, essentially like my phone is my boss, which sometimes that even kind of freaks me out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, story. it's really a good option for me because I never have to tell anyone that like, Hey, I'm going to work today or I'm not going to work today. Mm-hmm. And I can decide at any point in time to get off if I want. And it's just so open-ended mm-hmm. and and I, I do all right. I, d- I definitely do well enough to sustain this lifestyle and keep it rolling. Yeah. I mean, do you foresee an end date or you just kind of going with it? I have this like, I have this feeling that, that I guess I'm like kind of waiting for things to unravel, I guess, is that I'm like, mm. I, I just still feel like maybe the societal pressure, which I think, again, I'm putting on myself mm. or just like, you know, how long can you really do this for? I always have that question, like, how long can you really do this for? (laughs) And so I'm going to start having kind of a, start scoping out where I want to land next in like in a lease and, or maybe, you know, just renting a room somewhere. But I think once I have an option figured out, then I kind of just going to keep rolling with this until it just doesn't, until I just want to have four walls around me and, but I don't feel that in the slightest right now. I would say the things I don't enjoy is I cannot fully sit up in my bed. <laughs> yeah, it's a little short under here. It is. And I can kind of make like a nice little slope that I can lean up and do some work on. But like I can't, it, it takes a little, it takes some shuffling. There's a lot of shuffling that I have to do. <laughs> Pulling my backpack out at night to put it in the front seat. Um, which really is not that bad, you know, moving my seats around. So I have all the room Mm -hmm. putting up my window covers. Like it's a, it's a process, but I'm loving the process and I'm loving the patience of having to really Mm -hmm. do all of this and just stopping and like the power of like organizing my space and all that, which, you know, we all feel that how potent it is to have a clean area around you. It's like a clean mind. Oh, yeah, totally. And I think it's extra important when you're on the road and you're in a small space and you're like and you're on the move because it's a really big pain in the ass when you got to like dig, you know, tear by your whole car to find, you know, the wine opener (laughs) or whatever, you know, like whatever you're looking for. And that's the thing is like there are some there are some crevices up in this (laughs) up in this vehicle that like I can lose something in one little spot and (laughs) never see it again. Yeah. That wine opener is somewhere up there. Hey, right you now. found the wine opener. I did, yes. You found it. And I think <laughs> I think it impresses people sometimes. It impresses myself, like all the stuff I do have in here. Yeah. Like I have like a generator <laughs> up in my cargo yeah. box and I have like yeah. you know, a lot of different stuff for like kitchen wise and I have like a fire extinguisher, which is more for my fire performing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I have a drone, I have like my camera, all that equipment, like uh, dumbbells, uh, exercise bands. Mm-hmm. I got I got lots of toys and like there's yeah. you, it's like a I don't know it's just like a clown that keeps pulling things out of a hat or I guess that's a magician. <laughs> <laughs> I am both. I am that both the clown true. and the magician. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> and the carny. Yes, I mean you did run away with the circus in Guatemala. I did. You yes. actually did. That happened. Yeah, and that's pretty wild. I want to like touch on that a little bit. Yeah, let's tell that story. That was when well. We away. It's just it goes back to the whole reason I first set out on that trip, which mm-hmm. up until that point we'd only met in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. 
And we stayed in contact. I saw you, I think, too, though. I mean, yeah, we talked, but that was the first time I saw you. And so I had a dream about Miss Lauren Lotus that me and her were Mm -hmm. at Lake Atitlan, Guatemala. Mm -hmm. I had never been there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it looked like. (laughs) But I had this dream, and so I hit her up the next day and said, hey, I just had this dream. We were at Lake Atitlan. And she was like, you know, I'm looking to go out there in December. Do you want to join? Yeah. And I was like, sure. We were going to go to this uh, yoga retreat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was at the beginning of December. My car broke down. And yeah. so she was like, well, there's a festival at the end of the month. And I don't know if you were already planning on coming out at that well, point. Well, she had asked me to go out to that festival, too. <laughs> nice. I think probably after you couldn't go. But she did ask me to come out there with her. And I also couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And But we were trying to figure out. And me and Sean had different plans for New Year's. We were supposed to go to Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And um, something fell through where we couldn't do that. And Sean has, like, been my best friend since we were 15. We've always traveled together. And we ca- we hit up Lauren. And we're like, yo, what are you doing for New Year's? And then, you know, she said something about you. And I'm like, let's hit up Hunter. Like, mm-hmm. let's do it. And I think within a couple, within a week or two, yeah. we all booked the ticket. And yeah. Like, Fuck it. And <laughs> it was like my... Like, it was New Year's Eve, and mm-hmm. it was my final trip of the year, and I had traveled for about nine months that year, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was halfway feeling like, oh, I have to end the year strong, I need to go travel somewhere, and then when it actually came around to go, I was like, I just wanted to stay home, and I just wanted to, like, be cozy, and, like, <laughs> I was, like, praying that my flight was canceled or something, like, I just <laughs> wanted to go back home, and, like, that was the first time I'd felt that that year. Mm-hmm. But so I got on this trip and it was just amazing from the second I show up to Guatemala and I had started spinning contact staff, like fire staff recently prior to that. Well, you found that in Envision mm-hmm. when we were there. Right. So, it yeah, just all it keeps, is all unraveling. It just keeps rolling and, yep. and I met a circus out there, uh, Momentum, shout out to them. Momentum Collective. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they were performing at the festival and they like got me up on stage like the second day, which I was... Not planning on or ready for. I didn't think I was going to ever perform. I just more wanted to just learn the, the practice. And and they got me up there and then they said, you know, we're doing this. Um, we're doing like a circus retreat basically for a month. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to go perform at Envision, which was... Like within a couple of months, right? Yeah. And so I went home and I like made a, as much money as I could to get right back out to Central America. And I went and trained with them and we traveled around Nicaragua and performed at hostels in exchange for rooms and food. And then we went and performed at Envision, which was just surreal because I had decided the year prior that I was going to get into this and showed up the next year on stage which I was not prepared and I well can we just, can I just beg you because like we all went there together and you actually stayed at the festival we stayed off-site mm-hmm. and we left you that night and when we came back in the morning you're like oh by the way <laughs> we're like wait some mushrooms what? were eaten and I'm running away with the circus now <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Seriously, like you just went for it, and you were performing, and you were dope, and it was it was such a like such an experience, you know. Yeah. Oh, and yep. it's it's turned into like you know learning flow arts has been my greatest meditation and gift to the world. I've sh- I share it with anyone I can. Marina's yeah. right in front of me spun fire for the first for time the first this time trip a couple days ago. Yeah, uh-huh. how was that? Oh my god. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it at home. Hopefully the Detroit Fire Collective starts up again soon so I can go. But yeah, like it's such a beautiful experience to do that and like have the fire, have that much power. But also like I think what you like about it, at least maybe correct me if I'm wrong. What I like about it is just that like the uncertainty in it where you kind of just have to like move with it and mm-hmm. accept that it's not controllable in in a certain regard you gotta flow with it yeah you gotta pivot literally you gotta, you gotta pivot. pivot we've been talking about pivoting, pivoting. and sh- marina said if you if you're not in a place where you can pivot hey. then you're not in flow and i love that yeah. hey brock hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> totally. he just wants to be a part of I know. this podcast which He's i don't actually blame giving him giving him some input right now rucker's the best and but, yeah, and the sound of it, the sound of the flames when you're spinning mm-hmm. the dragon staff is so powerful. And it's just for me, it's meditation. It's a way I can process my emotions mm-hmm. through movement and get any anything stagnant out and and find that zone and then walk away and just feel renewed and refreshed and mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I've always been someone that has had anxiety and fidgets. And so having toys like that mm -hmm. is like an absolute godsend. And, yeah. you know, I'm the person at the party that's like, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm going to go like spin some fire for everybody. And so it's nice because mm -hmm. it's received so well. And most of the time I get some people are like, what the, what the hell are you doing there, boy? <laughs> but that's part of it. And I kind of mm -hmm. like the, uh, just the entire process of it. I've just absolutely fallen in love and feel like I found my, my thing. One of my things. <laughs> yeah. And you, you look like so comfortable with it. Like it's a natural extension of who you are. It's it, like when you do it, it's a beautiful thing to watch, you Thank know, you. like, and it's, you can see that you're in flow with it. Mm -hmm. And to be able to find a flow like, it doesn't matter what it is it's you know for you it's fire mm -hmm. for that guy it's walking down the beach you know fishing whatever mm -hmm. like everybody has their own way of being flow and we probably all have multiple ways but to be able to find that is such a gift mm -hmm. because it's like time stops there you know right. like what that feels like time stops and your head is clear and, and like, it's what it's all about it's like mm -hmm. oh this is what this is what it's all about because it has nothing to do with the next moment or the last moment in yeah. fact, those are going to hold you back from really dropping into it. So it's like such a quick way to be so authentically there for it. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, so many people are, you know, feeling like that's what this is all about is like mm -hmm. the dance, you know, <laughs> the dance the dance of life. Yes. I wonder if, if you guys can hear the plane flying over right now. Marina's about to be on board one of those in a few hours. I know. It's really sad you're leaving tonight. <laughs> I know. Literally, my flight takes off in like two hours. Yeah, we've been trying to do this talk for this entire trip, and mm -hmm. you've just been so good about pivoting uh, pivoting and, and uh -huh. allowing for when it didn't work for a single party or if it didn't feel right that it was not mm -hmm. any slight issue. Mm -hmm. And that's how, you know, that's obviously how it should be. Yeah. It happens when it's when it's right. And this is pretty great. And this is... Yeah, this is epic. This it's, is like it's exactly authentic, what it's supposed right? to be. Like we're in my pod <laughs> yes. talking about, you know, road Being life. In and the, pod. the boy, the Rucker boy is literally cuddling between I us. I know. He's so cute. <laughs> so cute. I wish you guys could see this right now. It's such a scene. And the sun setting, like it's mm -hmm. sunset right now and the palm trees are next to us. And it's just like... And it's a foggy day. We just had fall on like this little bay and... Yeah. Just, yeah, the, the opportunities of of life like this it's it's it forces you to get out there always mm -hmm. you know like when I take a break from work I'm not going home I'm going to the park yeah. and that immediately okay. is opening me up it's okay <laughs> and that immediately opens me up to so many things that I could do rather than maybe sit down and you know watch tv or like just get stuck inside I was mm -hmm. so tired of getting stuck inside yeah especially after yeah. having to shelter in place yeah it's been a crazy year for everybody you know like everybody's been kind of like locked down in mm -hmm. various degrees and ways some of us more than others and it's like this year I think really just shine the lights on what's important and what how short and how how short this life really is you know mm -hmm. how precious our time is and, and what really matters you know because I think that we there's there's so many pressures that either exist intrinsically to some extent or we completely make them up in society or we make them up ourselves which i think is usually what we do but you know i think those pressures in many ways have been alleviated when the whole world you know was in the spot where things had to stop we stopped things rocker <laughs> oh i know it I okay know. stay 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 yeah. don't knock over the equipment yeah, but it, everything did stop. Like, life stopped in so many different ways. And once we hit the play button again, it wasn't the same thing it was playing. It was, like, something different. Right, because it was, like, you know, for the first time in my life, I was, like, told it's okay not to work. And it's, like, okay yeah. to just be and to, like, just to take care of each other. And if you're healthy, then you're doing it, you know? Like, you're doing all right. And, you know, my I had family that would tell me that. And it just felt like all the external and a lot of the internal like the the pressures were just alleviated and mm -hmm. i no longer felt like 
I don't know. I just used to always want to like be getting out there and like going to the shows that were happening and like mm-hmm. hanging out with people or like feeling like, yeah. you know, I wanted to be out on the scene. And then I realized I'm like, that's that, that stuff just is so um, trivial and it's a part of growing up. And I think that this was also a huge slingshot for a lot of people to be like, mm-hmm. I don't really care for those things. And I, do, I personally don't. I don't want to go back to going to bars. Mm-hmm. I miss going to shows. We sure, like we, sure. we miss. Well, it's not that. the show. We miss the music and the social aspect the where you can. Yeah. Like you can just meet people and connect on that level because you have that in common. Yeah. But I think like it'll be back. It's already coming. The shows will be back, and that's the great thing is we can take back Mm -hmm. with us the things that we did miss. So I know I'm going to be, like, Mm -hmm. stoked to be in a crowd of, like, you know, somewhat like-minded people that we're all kind of, like, in it for the same reason to, like, move and to socialize and to dance. and and, But the things I want to leave behind are, like, you know, I don't. I don't want to feel the pressure to like go out and like go to the bars or like how often you need to do that or even to be any certain person socially. As long as each one of us is connecting, Mm -hmm. then, you know, we don't have to have a a crazy big social life. You know, it's just really about like, you know, like hearing, listening to people and being heard, you know, as long Mm -hmm. as we're doing that, we're doing the healthy parts of connecting. Yeah, I think I, I don't know if it was you or Lauren I was talking to about this, but, you know, being able to just drop in with somebody rather than being bombarded by so many different factors or people at Mm -hmm. once, like really spending your time and energy being present with one person at a time and just like that slowing down factor. Mm -hmm. And people are doing that a lot more. Yeah, for sure. I've connected with people that I wouldn't have and I've extended myself in ways that I wouldn't have prior to this because you just view things differently. And I was like, oh, I have to like show up for people and I need to like say the things that are on my mind. And Mm -hmm. if I feel a certain way about a person, I need to express that, (coughs) express that. And Mm -hmm. I think it's allowed. I know for me, like on social media, and I think we talked about this, I was sending messages that were, you know, paragraphs long, which Mm -hmm. I haven't done since I, you know, Mm -hmm. since I was like in high school, like in like little sweetheart relationships, it was like, really deciding like oh man like we have to yeah be putting all this out there and putting in the effort to mm-hmm. connect totally and i think it, what you said like you were only doing that in your sweetheart relationships like it doesn't have to just be for like a romantic interest it, you can really like drop in and deepen your friendships in the same ways you mm-hmm. know like there's no the bounds of that are extensive yeah I was talking to my friend jack about that he's um in england he's an artist and saying like the festival season not having it is really has really changed the way he's been moving but he's been connecting more with people on instagram Mm. and his people like him and i have been connecting on instagram it's just like dude it's and we have all this at our fingertips yeah these outlets yeah so it's just like you know we can choose how we use them and be more conscious about it yeah i think it's in it's an exciting time and it's Mm -hmm. really like volatile in some ways and for sure a lot of people feel there's just a lot of moving pieces in the world and there always have been, but we're, everyone's feeling it collectively. And mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's exciting because things are falling off the wayside that didn't matter that, mm-hmm. and we're so. seeing things that are important and we're hopefully going to move in a great direction. I mean, I feel definitely more grounded and, mm-hmm. uh, just alleviated of, of bullshit. yeah seriously (laughs) seriously me too I've definitely slowed down quite a bit you know at the studio I was having I was having so many events and just you know gotta do this gotta do this gotta do this and I was never really present anywhere Mm -hmm. like that was the biggest thing I was noticing is that I was just always halfway in something because my hands were you know my attention or my whatever was in a hundred other pots Mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm grateful for it. I mean, I know it's been super hard on a lot of people and I'm not, you know, um, I'm not, what's the word, I guess? Like, I know. You acknowledge maybe. Yeah, I'm acknowledging it, but I, you know, it doesn't fall to my, like, you know, deaf ears, like, or unseen. You're not ignoring it. Yeah, it, like, like, I know that it's hard for people and I don't want to make like the light it seem it. like, oh yeah, this is the greatest time ever. You right. know, while people are having a horrible time, you know. Yeah, but I don't think they're, like, mm-hmm. I definitely don't think anyone should ever feel guilty about yeah about being grateful and about cherishing life. Because, like, 
-hmm. Whenever we have the means to do what it means to be alive in whatever essence that is, we have to do it because mm -hmm. we don't know how long anyone is going to have the opportunity to do that. If, you know, we don't know how long humans are going to be here. Yeah. And it's likely that at one point in time we won't be. And so there are going to be final moments. And it's like mm -hmm. those moments, you hope that they're beautiful and like live to the fullest. And even if that's kind of in a like, you know, dark and beautiful way, <laughs> then that's what it is. But I think that as long as you're acknowledging what your experience is and how it relates to others and how it yeah. not necessarily compares to others, but that it. Yeah. That it's not the only experience there, but if you're able to just, like, enjoy the, the moment and the experience, like, you got to be there for it because that's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you got to ask yourself, like, okay, how can I then bring this to other people or how can I mm -hmm. lift someone up? And I think that that's so much, like, that's a really hard thing to do. Like, how, how do we truly find ways to help yeah. those that are just in just more just different circumstances that mm -hmm. don't have accessibility to the things that you or I have or have had mm -hmm. really tragic things happen to them like mm -hmm. you know how do we make a world where we're lifting as many of those people up as possible it's a hard it's mm. a hard dilemma yeah totally as are many yeah. of the dilemmas we face on earth. Like, <laughs> I know, this is such a strange existence. What I really yeah. enjoy is like what we've had many talks about. Mm -hmm. um, and even last night we were talking about it that, you know, it's just like there is no, there is no one answer. It's all, <laughs> it's all exists somehow yeah. kind of down the middle. And it's so important to be, to, to understand that and to kind of, Give space for people yeah, to exist to, as they are. Right, to allow it to not be mm -hmm. so definitive. Yeah, totally. Because what my reality is different from your reality. You know, like the mm -hmm. way we perceive everything is filtered through our own lens of perception. And that's from our experience. And, you know, like what's right or exists in my truth isn't right for everybody. You know, like I right. guess the best we can do is really share our, our stories and our examples and like just share our hearts with people so that maybe we can inspire others to like have the courage to just do what feels good for them. Right. You know, it feels right for them. Cause I have no, I'm like, I've, I'm done telling people my opinion on what's right for you. Cause I don't fucking know. I don't even know what's right we for don't, me most of the time. We don't, <laughs> we don't know nothing. Like, yeah, no. the other night we were saying, we're like, you know, this, you know, this either you're accepting information at some point in time, you're accepting mm -hmm. theories or ideas when it's like, whether it be from like, social media which is bullshit and whether it be from like whatever other news source you have which is mm -hmm. bullshit whether it be from school a lot of that was bullshit yeah whether our parents from, what they've gotten from wherever they've got it from, from wherever their bullshit fucking shit came from and then it's like <laughs> you just realize that even science it just has, falls to human error so much and <sighs> we are so kind of like nearsighted in our experience and in our ability to we only talk to humans yeah. We don't have some outside source that's verifying things. Right. We'd like to. We like to think we do, and we call it science. And I think it's so funny <laughs> when people are like, well, it's, it's science. And it's like, <laughs> science has so many parts that just yep. like, we, we do draw conclusions that are assumptions at the end of the day. And do we need to operate like accepting a lot of those? Yes. But just don't be like... <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be, be so too hard to like realize that like some of the stuff you've been yeah. told like oh, they just God, didn't see a certain piece of it like yeah or that maybe money was involved or maybe it was a complete lie to start with so at yeah. some point in time we're all accepting we're just accepting information mm -hmm. and we just gotta <laughs> accept it and kind of like operate from that but not identify with it and yep. like at least that's what works for me <laughs> yeah and you know it just makes me think of my favorite quote i think i've said it a bajillion times but we're in this world we're not of it mm, you yeah. know like we that's the reality is like we're just here we're it, we're operating on something mm -hmm. else's terms like yeah and i just usually like to say universe or sure. you know god or whatever like mm -hmm. we're whatever. operating on the universe's terms and like you, mm -hmm. there's things you just can't fight and like i think mm -hmm. the flow is like such a huge part of that because mm -hmm. it's like 
the the way we make things complicated is by not letting go. Yeah, and not accepting things right. for what they are and yeah. fighting it, resisting it. Because if you accept everything, then what can phase you? Yeah, I mean, you know? and then that's definitely a practice because I know, like, I've. It depends on, I guess, what it is. Where. We're ask, being asked to accept because it involves our own emotions. And, of course, it's extremely difficult to do that at some at times. Exactly. But, but yeah, like ultimately in, in my journey and what I've been through, it's like I see how many times I've fought the flow. And as soon as I surrendered to it, it always has, like, freed me. Mm-hmm. It's always freed me and freed my heart. And, like, I'm here. Yeah. And I'm good. Like I'm doing well and I feel good and I feel like I'm on my path and doing what I'm supposed to be doing and right. where I'm supposed to be with who the people I'm supposed to be surrounded by. Yeah. And it's just like, just trust it. Yeah. You know, and is it? Right. And it's like, I keep, I keep coming back to this thing. It's like, mm-hmm. all we have is what we perceive. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, if what you're perceiving is like, if you're ruminating on the past or you are upset that something didn't go a certain way, well, you're lo- you're living in a alternate reality that was just just wrapped up in mm-hmm. all things that are not. <laughs> yeah. And so, if you could like sh- shape your experience to accept those things and let go and mm-hmm. move on, and it's just like you realize, like, oh, you know, this is where I'm meant to be, and this happened for a reason, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just everything just grows from there. <laughs> yeah, and it just makes me think of like how many times, you know, if we get lost in our heads about this could have happened a different way, and then we tell this whole story about how it could have been different, and then at the end of the day, like you just wasted all that energy and time and you know emotion that probably came up from that by telling mm-hmm. a story that isn't even real. And none of it is in your vicinity. Like it's yeah. like we're you're not living in the world like when we get dumped for example we mm-hmm. live inside of that but it literally happens usually it's a pretty decently quick <laughs> right <laughs> interaction not really it's fucking so messy and but <laughs> you but like come on it takes an hour two hours like however long you want it to take but then once you leave that situation yeah you're carrying it with you until you let go of it mm-hmm. and it's yeah. never in your vicinity after that, and t- unless you like are around the person, which like a lot of us do after we break well, up. Well, I think it, a like, lot of us continue to bring it around in our situation. Well, right, but more it's like you should. know, if you're bringing that person back around, then in that, in, for that moment in time, they are in your, they yeah. are in your right here, right now. Right. So like, feel that pain maybe when they are around, but yes. and also like, obviously, it's completely, um, it's just not. Oh, I was wrong before. You, you wouldn't be able to just drop it and leave it. So we're going to have time where we do ruminate on something. But mm-hmm. there is still something within us that is living in that zone. You know, like yeah. we are, I hate to say the word choosing because mm-hmm. I just don't think it's right. But at some point in time, like we are, we are like mm-hmm. putting our attention there mm-hmm. and therefore making it our reality. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of control over that, whether or not we see it. I think, like, we get into these desperate situations where we think we don't have any control and, like, maybe we don't have control over what we are trying to push to happen, but we have Mm -hmm. control over, like, letting it go. And accepting it, yeah. 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 Oh, it's so good. The sauce is so good, you guys. That's the juice. <laughs> That's the juice, yes, baby. it is. It's so true. And r- like right now as we speak, Rucker's like asleep on Marina's butt, basically. I know. He's so cute. And Can I like, take him home? <laughs> please. I could, use, I could use a break. I'll send him back. And like right now the lights are like coming up outside. And I know. So it's like, this, what a beautiful yeah. part of the country. Like. Honestly, I know. I love it. It's so great. But yeah, like just, I guess the really the biggest takeaway is that like be able to move and flow, accept the things you cannot change, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the, what's the prayer? It's a Alcoholics Anonymous prayer. Give me the, the strength to accept the things, things I, I cannot, cannot change. change. The, courage the courage to... Oh, shit. Oh, wait, no, it's the strength to... <laughs> oh shit! So it's been a while since this. I've been to an AA meeting. I know. As in, I've never, I've actually have been one one, strength. but it was for someone else. But um, <laughs> the strength to change the th- things I can change. No, but that's a different one. Hold on, I'm gonna have to Google it. All right, we're gonna Google, Google it real it. quick. Um, 
serenity prayer. Here we go. Okay. We got it. Oh, it's raining. Look at the window. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. I grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yes, I think the biggest part of that is the wisdom, the because wisdom guess what, like, most of the things you cannot, like, so yeah. you can. We have willpower, and we can really yep. transform our lives, but yeah. the path of least resistance is just such a beautiful path where, if, mm -hmm. like, if you so gracefully let go of things as you go. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when the universe is like, all right, I like this. Mm -hmm. I like the way this cat is moving. Yep. Like they're just going with it. So like, I'm going to throw them some like really like large things in their Magic. world. And again, we're like on something else's terms. And I think until mm -hmm. we really let go of that, because, you know, I know people that like myself who continually look for, Mm -hmm. uh, partnerships and relationships when it's just like continually not working out and mm -hmm. there's just so much pain associated with it and we just want to be like I'm a good person and like I mm -hmm. therefore I deserve to have that and it's just like you know mm -hmm. you are at the mercy of of things that are just so outside of your control like yeah. you know we're we're lucky to be laying in this Subaru bed with like super able bodies, you know, I know. like not everyone Seriously. even gets that much. And I think that mm -hmm. we forget that and mm -hmm. realize that, you know, we could, we could lose those things tomorrow. At any second. And I think when yeah. a bigger thing like that happens, it snaps you to be like, wow, I'm just so grateful to even just be breathing. You know, even yeah. if you lose, like if you're have a really bad injury or something and maybe lose mobility yeah. or something it's like mm -hmm. rock stay <laughs> but you know people that do have you know good health and generally good fortune and yeah. all these things you know sometimes it's <laughs> yeah that was a fart was of rucker yep oh my god <laughs> <laughs> He's very intent focusing on something going on outside oh. it's a real wild world out here <laughs> Yeah, we can learn so much from our animals, though. Oh, I know it. They just move with the flow. They're so good at it. They don't <laughs> care. It's fire in the car, no problem. Anyway, but... <laughs> but, yeah, I think that uh, a lot of people, will, they get wrapped up in, like, for example, I think love is a really key one where people are like, oh, I'm just so bummed that I'm not finding love. And it's like, yeah. hey, you're still a sovereign individual that is mm -hmm. free and can move. And, like, and I think that once you do... Acknowledge he's fine. Just let him go. Hey, oh wait, no, he's gone. <laughs> We're gonna pause for Rucker for just a second. Rucker. So <laughs> Rucker just jumped back in the car and blew a ton of sand in Marina's eye. <laughs> and he was just chasing yeah. a bunny. That was all for a bunny. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, As they do. <laughs> can't accept the things we cannot change, huh? Mm-hmm. Practice. Yeah, you got dirt in your eye. <laughs> Experience is the teacher. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we can laugh about this because, man, there's definitely been times where I would have been like, fuck off. But now it's just like, you got to laugh. Mm -hmm. You got to find a way to laugh. To roll with it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So let's loop it back because I think. Well, we're first of all, let's take a second. Are you good? I'm great. <laughs> okay. Truly. You want some eye drops? Because no. I can grab some. Good. I got everything good, you can need in here. I can like spray water from my shower in your eye. <laughs> I have a portable shower. Portable shower. It's so good. <laughs> All right. So what I let's close it, but let's like what's your biggest piece of advice, A, mm -hmm. for anybody who's like on the fence about something like doing something real crazy and hitting the road for four months type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then just like what's what's one thing that um, keeps you going, like that really inspires you? Mm. And we may have talked about this already, but, mm. you know. I would say as far as my piece of advice for anyone who's feeling drawn to maybe do something like this where you travel the States or whatever country you're in, in a vehicle, in a van, in a car and you know really put it out all out on the line and go out and do that i would say 
my biggest piece of advice is that just always remember that you can always like pick up and like rebuild things and like work will always be there and there will always be more opportunities and I think that it's so beneficial to to change things up in your life and if you're feeling like you want to go out there and live right now I think it's so important I went saw a movie recently called um, Nomad's Land and it had real life van lifers in the movie that were um, maybe like mid uh, like mid 40s 50s like like a little bit older than me living on living in their vans and one person talked about why she had decided to go out and do this and her husband had was reaching retirement and he had bought a boat and he had retired and then had a heart attack within a week and passed away Mm. and she just basically said that she didn't want to die with her boat in the driveway and I just thought that was so powerful and really reaffirming for me that I did just want to go out there and live right now and I didn't want to I didn't want to wait until I was stable enough or ready enough like are you ever going to get there you know and so I was just like if you're feeling the call to go out and experiencing it right now, go for it. And it may not be easy and you may only do it for a short period of time and maybe revisit it later, but it's not definitive. And the world is out there to support you. There's so many people out there that will help and mm. and just many resources you can use and there's lots of land that you can camp on for free, specifically in the desert. and. Mm-hmm it's for me it's just opened me up to a whole new way of life and just a confidence that I'm like this is doable and I can stand by this and and yeah so I would say that's my advice and then like I would say as far as kind of the thing that keeps me going is is like honestly a pretty simple thing and it's really is just kind of like the presence and like the being there for it like that's truly what keeps me going throughout this whole experience is how many different moments I can just absolutely drop into and just like keep on going out there and finding those. And like, that's just those moments that feel so like surreal that you're just mm-hmm. like, this is the spot. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you're so it's, pocket. yeah, it doesn't need to be like okay. this for me. It doesn't need to be this big thing that like, you know, of course I have questions of like, what am I going to do going forward and things like that. And if I'm holding myself back from doing those things, maybe I am, but Mm -hmm. this is my path. And this was my, this was how I was called was to get out and do this. And I just, yeah, I just want to keep, keep living. And I feel like I'm doing that. Mm, Yeah, totally. Oh, Yes, thank you. Yes, and Marina, I just want to say how grateful I am for you as a person and how inspired you have made me. I mean, you were my first lawyer friend. (laughs) (laughs) I get that a lot. And I just, Mm. I just, I remember telling people how impressed I was with you, like after first meeting you, just like, Mm. what a dynamic individual. Mm. and just like the awesome things you're doing and like Mm. how diverse it really is like you get into so many of these different areas and your branding is like the coolest fucking thing ever (laughs) (laughs) and like I want all the stickers and all all the merch and all the swag and so I just want to extend that gratitude towards you and like thanks for also like I love that you're one of those people that's just like yeah let's do it like Mm -hmm. You know, we've had many trips that we've planned and haven't come to fruition. Sure. But we'll have many more of those. But yeah. what I love is that you've always been on board and, like, ready to yeah. ready to be there. And yeah. I know that I'm going to see you a few more times this year, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You're planning on it, yes. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Thank you for making this happen. I just, like, you know, I love that we got to sit down and do it and I just want to say too is you know my this trip really is like the culmination of this year because at the beginning of quarantine I dipped and I came out to Encinitas and then I like a year later here we are back in Encinitas with mm-hmm. now you too and it's like it's so dope and especially with this podcast like my really my goal is to be as much in flow with it 
mm-hmm. and the way it operates as possible. And like we've we've talked about doing it. We've had kind of different people, um, you know, want to be in it and not it not work out. But mm-hmm. it always works out exactly how it's supposed to. You know, I mean, we don't what, force it. What better way for me to discuss my road life than like literally at a spot that I love with like my pup like laying on my leg right now and <laughs> and how cool the technology like. Earlier on our drive down here today from Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. you were uploading a podcast with mm-hmm. your hotspot in mm-hmm. my passenger seat. Like, mm-hmm. that's some tech I don't even have. Like, I don't have a hotspot. And yeah. I was like, whoa, you're, like, using your iPad and, like, mm-hmm. uploading things. And, like, mm-hmm. I just love when tools are used in such an awesome, creative way. And, like, yeah. I love this kind of, like, off-the-grid type thing. Like, yeah. there's just this, like, mic between <laughs> us that's, like... Yeah. It's just so, so we, we have so much accessibility to things and like mm-hmm. technology and it really is exciting. Yeah, I know. I'm super grateful for it. I'm appreciative of all the people. Like I get to hang out and talk to my fucking friends. Like what could be better than that? And we talk about shit that's important and that matters. And we ho- I hope, my hope is always that it inspires people and like mm-hmm. touches people's hearts because it certainly like touches mine to do this. Mm-hmm. And I hope that energy trends transmutes through you know to the wire yeah awesome thank you hunter thank you love you love you more Mm. could not have made could not have planned this better yeah i know right really we're gonna well we were gonna have a fire now but it's raining and you probably we gotta get go oh we still have an hour right yeah ish well let's go enjoy the rest of the hour and say goodbye to these lovely humans Mm -hmm. and yeah all right thank you all thank you I'm talking needle when the haystack Walk through my trenches and my jets I'm talking way back Dope fiends inside of the building lobbies Straight up Slinging stones with a typical hobby Come here, man for most niggas in my projects You couldn't lounge around if you ain't for my projects Booster, with them youngers turning the shooters Ray Vans whooping through Gotta know the maneuver